Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. He charged me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Allegedly Bravo. I'm Lauren, and today we're going to go through a very requested complaint. A lot of you have been in the DM saying, please talk about the Lizzo of it all. So I'm definitely doing that today. Um, I've been super interested, so like, I'm just really excited to go through this whole complaint. Um, So if you want to follow along, like read with me, um, head over to Patreon. I'm posting the video there. Don't be surprised though. I'm wearing my little pimple patches, okay? So like this is definitely a viewer experience where like you're just there for like the legal content and not my gorgeous, beautiful face because it's just not showing up today. But that's fine. So let's jump right into it, right into this complaint. Um, The... Plaintiffs are named Ariana Davis, Crystal Williams, and Noel Rodriguez, and they're suing Big Girl Big Touring Inc., Melissa Jefferson, who's uh, professionally known as Lizzo, um, and Shirlene Quigley, as well as Doe's 1 through 10, which means if we find more people we want to sue, we're just going to add them. Who are they suing? All of these, like the Big Girl Big Touring Inc. is Lizzo's company. And Melissa Jefferson is obviously a.k.a. Lizzo. So that's our little defense team over here. And if you look up at this top part, it tells you who the attorneys are for the plaintiff. Like who's the attorney whose signature is at the end of the page. And if you look right here, it says Nima. Okay, And did you happen to remember that the attorney who was helping Sheena and represented Sheena was also named Nima? Well, fun fact, these are the same guy. So Sheena Shea's attorney, Nima, is now representing the three women who are suing Lizzo. And all I have to say is fucking go off, Nima. Like, it seems like he's really becoming the it entertainment lawyer just at least in our pop culture sphere that like people like us like so I'm very excited for that and congratulations to Nima I hope to see him on more pleadings in the future um sucks to be Lizzo in this situation because she's a defendant and it's never fun to be a defendant that's for sure but let's see what they're suing for so this complaint oh important this complaint was filed on August 1st, 2023. So once like a complaint is filed and served, you have 21 days, if you're the defendant like Lizzo is, to serve an answer. And basically what Lizzo will have to do is go through each of the paragraphs that we're going to go through and submit an answer either admitting or denying the facts that are within that paragraph. Um, And it'll make more sense when we go through it. But The complaint is for, there's seven counts in the complaint. 
hostile work environment, failure to prevent and or remedy a hostile work environment, religious harassment, yikes, failure to prevent and or remedy religious harassment, racial harassment, disability discrimination, um, and this is specifically Plaintiff Davis against defendants Big Girl Touring and Lizzo, and Davis is Ariana Davis. Seven, intentional interference with perspective, um, economic, and assault is number eight. And number nine is false imprisonment. And there is a demand for a jury trial with this complaint because just there are some claims that you can make against people where you're just you're not entitled to a jury trial. You know, if you're like asking for an injunction, um, you just don't get a jury trial. Sorry, just a, a little judge does it and they deal with it and then you don't get a jury, which is great. So if you have like an equitable claim, that's something like an injunction or restraining order or something like that, um, that is a bench trial thing, which means just a judge does it, not a jury. But because they have other claims, um, none of these are asking for an injunction as far as I can tell. They will have the ability to ask for a jury trial, and they'll probably get one if this ends up going to trial. So the first paragraph says who these people are. We have Ariana, Noel, and um, why can't I see that? Oh, Crystal. Crystal, Ariana, and Noel. So they're saying these three plaintiffs are bringing this action against the defendant, And plaintiffs allege that California statutory, decisional, and regulatory laws prohibit the conduct by the defendants alleged herein, and therefore the plaintiffs are entitled to monetary relief on the basis that the defendants violated those uh, statutes, laws, and regulations. So this just says, hey, she went against the rules, and because of that, we get money. And we're going to tell you why in the following 37 pages. Jurisdiction and venue. I mean, this is interesting. Jurisdiction is proper by virtue of the California statutes, blah, blah, blah. And the local rules in the Riverside County Superior Court rules. So I guess this is in Riverside County. I thought it was in L.A. County. Um, I think that's just a mistype because this is definitely in L.A. County. So um, that's fine. I'm sure they'll amend that. Venue is proper in this court um, because the defendant is a resident of the city of Los Angeles. So, you know, you can have a lawsuit. You can't just file a lawsuit anywhere. Um, You have to file it wherever the defendant lives or wherever, like, the event happens. So, like, if you and I got in a car crash in the middle of Oklahoma, we would have to file it in Oklahoma. Um, But if it was, like, I lived in Oklahoma and you lived in Tennessee and I'm suing you for something that didn't happen in Oklahoma, I'd have to go to Tennessee to sue you. I mean, you can't just expect people to fly all over and just get sued everywhere. So it has to be a convenient place for the defendant to like fight their lawsuit. So that's why venue goes with wherever the defendant is. Okay. So they're saying that the plaintiffs have been residents of LA County, um, that the corporation, Big Girl Big Touring Company, uh, it's a Delaware corporation, but and it has its principal p- place of business in Delaware. Um, so that's interesting. All of the defendants have to, well, I guess that doesn't matter because we're not talking about removal and I'm not going to really get ahead of myself. Defendant Lizzo is an individual in L.A. County. Miss Quigley is an individual in L.A. County. And um, I don't know who Miss Quigley is, so I'm very interested in reading this complaint and trying to figure out who this woman is. Okay, so let's get to the juicy details, the nitty gritty. And these are the factual allegations that these three women are making against Lizzo, her company, and Miss Quigley. So it says this case centers on three professional dancers' experiences working for Big Girl Big Touring, here and after referred to as BGBT. And Melissa Vivian Jefferson, professionally known as Lizzo, throughout their employment, plaintiffs Ariana Davis, Crystal Williams, and Noel Rodriguez, Miss Davis, oh, sorry, God, the 
we're at the beginning part where they're telling everyone what the um, nicknames we're going to call them is. So it's like plaintiffs Ariana Davis, here and referred to as Miss Davis. Crystal Williams, here and referred to as Miss Williams. It's like, oh, my God. But I keep missing the – what is that called? Parenthesis. Okay. So they were subject to a host of violations of California statutory and decisional law. So this is when all this stuff happened. So – in or about March of 2021, the three dancers were introduced to Lizzo when they were contestants on Lizzo's dance show, her competition reality show called Watch Out for the Big Girls, which was released on Amazon Prime Video. And I remember seeing the billboards for these like everywhere. So during the show, contestants competed for an opportunity to join the Lizzo team as her big girl dancers accompanying Lizzo on her live performances and tours. So in or about May 2021, Miss Davis was required by Lizzo and BGBT to submit to a psychological examination to ensure that she was psychologically healthy enough to endure the strain of filming this television show. During this examination, Ms. Davis disclosed that she struggles with anxiety and depression, which occasionally results in binge eating. I mean, who amongst us hasn't done that? The waiver of privilege and confidentiality and consent to evaluation form she signed prior to undergoing the examination states that the information disclosed during the evaluation, quote, may be provided to production, its representatives, and or any other individuals or entities involved in the show as deemed appropriate by the doctor performing the evaluation or by production. Miss Davis is informed and believes that her disclosure of her struggles with anxiety, depression, and binge eating were relayed to Lizzo and BGBT. Wow, that's horrible. So to be on this TV show, they made them go get a psychological evaluation, and then they had to sign their rights away saying that like this evaluation can be given out and used against them by anyone that the doctor or production deems should have it. I mean, how can a production person have the same amount of power over an evaluation as a doctor? That doesn't make any sense. Um, so that's, I don't think I would sign that, but then I guess I wouldn't be on the show. In or about May, and this kind of is like why I think it is important that Bethany's doing the whole um, reality union. I mean, I know what she's doing is pretty not helpful, actually, at all. Um, and just causing a lot of chaos. But like when we read, you know, things like this, this is a problem. This is people in reality TV, contestants on reality TV who really are being exploited. Like that's exploiting somebody. So, I mean, I think the words Bethany uses, some of them are correct. Like this is a serious problem and she's not really speaking about any of this. Um, so go check out the Patreon I just did. I did a reaction video to Bethany's first episode of her reality reckoning before she started uh, her Rachel series, which is a whole nother can of worms that I just can't even get into. All right, let's continue. In or about May 2021, Miss Rodriguez was hired by Lizzo and BGBT. Initially, she was brought on to perform in Lizzo's Rumors music video, but she remained with Lizzo and BGBT as part of the performance group supporting Lizzo in her live concerts as well. While working on the Rumors music video, Miss Rodriguez was approached with another job opportunity that would have run concurrently to the rehearsals for Lizzo's live shows and tour. After the rehearsal for Lizzo's live shows were postponed, Miss Rodriguez approached Lizzo's tour manager, Carlina Guglietta, herein referred to as Miss Guglietta, Guglietta, about possibly taking on this one-day job opportunity. Miss Guglietta responded, Do you want the job or not? Implying that if Miss Rodriguez wanted to keep her position on the tour as a tour dancer, she could not take any other positions. So it's like, listen, you're either in or you're out. You hang with us, even if you have this one-day opportunity, or you go do other things, but you're not doing both. Interesting. 
On or about July 28th, 2021, Miss Rodriguez was officially booked by Lizzo and BGBT to perform with Lizzo at several music festivals. In or about August 2021, when filming for WOFTBG began, I forgot the W, whatever, the show. During filming for the show, Miss Davis and Miss Williams were first introduced to defendant Shirlene Quigley. Here and after Miss Quigley. Good. I wanted to know who this woman was. One of the judges and instructors on the show and captain of Lizzo's dance team. Okay, so Miss Quigley's got a lot going on. She's a judge, an instructor, and the captain of the team. This is a woman with many hats. Miss Quigley was not only vocal about her religious beliefs, but took every opportunity to proselytize to any and all in her presence, regardless of protestations. During filming of the show, Miss Quigley took particular interest in Miss Davis and regularly preached at Miss Davis about what Miss Quigley believed to be a shared Christian identity. You know, what a big mistake. Miss Quigley sitting here talking to Miss Davis about God and Miss Davis is like, oh, you are so barking up the wrong tree. But I don't think Miss Quigley got it because she, obviously Miss Quigley seemed to think they were both like Christians and Miss Davis was like, Get your head out of your ass. I'm not a Christian. We don't share this identity. And now Miss Quigley is going to learn that Miss Davis was just not about it. Okay, number 17, paragraph 17. Also during filming, Miss Quigley discovered that Miss Davis was a virgin and Miss Davis's virginity became a topic of extreme importance to Miss Quigley. In the months to follow, Miss Quigley would routinely bring up Miss Davis's virginity and conversations with Miss Davis. Miss Quigley even mentioned Miss Davis's virginity in interviews she participated in and later posted to social media broadcasting an intensely personal detail about Miss Davis to the world. Miss Davis never gave Miss Quigley permission to share this private detail about Miss Davis's life. Wow, Miss Quigley, why are you going around talking about Miss Davis's virginity? Hmm, why? It's weird. Remember that season of The Bachelor where um Becca Tilly was on it and they made such a big deal about the fact that Becca Tilly was a virgin and I'm just like why are we sitting here like why do we care? Why does anybody care? Whether or who Becca Tilly fucked or didn't fuck. Like, I was always so confused by that. So the fact that Miss Quigley's out here, like, making it her number one priority to tell everybody about Miss Davis's virginity is just, it's, to me, it's weird. I don't get the point. Maybe there's a point I'm missing. And if there is, I hope you DM me about it because I learn a lot when you guys DM me stuff. Like, the other day when I said like, oh, I don't understand what, when I was talking about Bethany Frankel's letter, um, her preservation letter, and I said something to the effect of I didn't understand what the complaint was about being rehabbed through like a mental health facility and then being put right back in the same position. I was like, I don't get it. That doesn't make sense. So are they like rehabbing people from drugs just to put them right back in a drug-fueled haze or something and um that's exactly I guess what was happening so the more you know all right as a as we're gonna go to paragraph 18 as one of the competitions in the show contestants were told they would be required to participate in a nude photo shoot this is seeming to be very America's Next Top Model while some contestants weren't bothered by this, the prospect of a nude photo shoot made other contestants severely uncomfortable. Miss Davis was particularly distressed by this challenge. She was entirely uncomfortable being photographed nude for anybody with access to Amazon Prime Video to see. As this, quote, challenge was part of the competition, Miss Davis believed poor performance or outright refusal would have resulted in Miss Davis being sent home from the show and no longer being considered for a spot on the dance team. 
While Miss Davis did not want to be photographed nude, she also dreaded the thought of not earning a spot performing on the tour with Lizzo. This dilemma caused Miss Davis's anxiety to flare, resulting in extreme distress. Miss Davis broke down in tears on set while struggling to choose between a once-in-a-lifetime career opportunity and putting her body on display against her will. Ultimately, Miss Davis was allowed to participate in the photo shoot partially clothed in a nude bra and underwear. However, this experience foreshadowed the sexually charged and uncomfortable environment Lizzo's employees would be forced to endure. Whew, that's a good sentence. Watch out for the big girls wrapped filming in or about late September 2021. Miss Davis and Miss Williams were both selected to be a part of the dance cast accompanying Lizzo on tour. Miss Williams, Miss Davis, and Miss Rodriguez all performed with Lizzo at her festival appearances from September 2021 through April 2022. But in or about April 2022, the plaintiffs began rehearsing in preparations for Lizzo's The Special Tour. During this time, plaintiffs worked closely with Miss Quigley as she was the captain of the dance cast. Miss Quigley continued to preach at everyone in her surroundings, especially about her beliefs regarding Christianity and sexuality. Miss Quigley often made comments deriding people who ex- engaged in premarital sex, knowing that some members of the dance cast did not share her views. Miss Quigley also had a party trick in which she would simulate oral sex on a banana in front of the rest of the dance cast. These instances were always unprompted and made plaintiffs uncomfortable. So this lady was just sitting there like deep-throating bananas as a party trick. Okay, and then being like, okay, everyone, Miss Davis is a virgin, God's the best, and watch me shove this banana down my throat. Okay, it does seem uncomfortable. Okay, Miss Quigley, Miss Miss Quigley, Miss Quigley, please, honey. Stop putting the outside. Like, don't put that banana in your mouth. I fucking hate bananas. They make me want to gag and die. I'm also allergic. And just the thought of somebody like, ew. And like, they're just so yellow and then they turn brown. And it's just like, it's weird that it goes from green to yellow to brown. They're mushy. And now this woman's just shoving it down her throat, like in, in front of all these people. All right, let's keep going. Because we're only on paragraph 22. There's a lot of accusations that these people are making. Okay. Ms. Quigley's sexually inappropriate behavior did not stop at faux fellatio. I love faux fellatio. That's funny. Despite her staunch beliefs and opposition to premarital sex, she had no problem sharing her masturbatory habits with the dance class. <laughs> her masturbatory habits with the dance cast, often stating things to the effect of, Masturbating is against my religion, but I today, I had an oopsie. Oh, no, I can't. (laughs) Miss Quigley looked these women dead in the face and said, Masturbating is against my religion, but today I had an oopsie. Oh, my God. Somebody like, I need a self-service cemetery when I could just bury myself alive right now because I genuinely, like... My skin is crawling. If someone said that to me, I would just like laugh at them in their face. That's crazy. Okay, Ms. Quigley's sexually explicit comments were so pervasive that the entire dance team knew of her sexual fantasy of having 10 penises in her face. Okay, I should have put a fucking content warning. I might have to at the beginning of this because I just wasn't ready for the for the 10 penises. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm like, thank God I got wine in my cup. Oh my god! Ten penises to the face sounds like an absolute goddamn nightmare. Okay, obviously Miss Quigley hasn't had one like a big penis to the face because I mean, after one penis to the face, you're kind of like, listen, ten is I'm drawing the line at one, maybe two. Ten in her face. How, how, okay, and then sorry to just keep going on, but that would require 10 men to be standing, I mean, 
literally right there. I, I don't know how you could even fit 10 people right at your face. Uh, I don't think you can. So, Miss Quigley, you – I don't know, Miss Quigley. But now a little bit more than the whole dance team knows. Everyone listening to this podcast knows. And I paid $17 to download this complaint. So anyone who reads um, the complaint on my Patreon will also know about this as well. Um, Because that's where I'm going to post it. Because, man, that was expensive. 17 bucks to read this thing? Jeez Louise. The one that was posted on the internet, the reason why I bought it instead of just use the one that was posted on the internet is that the one that was on like, uh, I think it was on deadline or something. It was unsigned and unfiled. So I didn't want to run the risk of like reading something that wasn't actually like in the court record. So I just, I bit the bullet. I paid the 17 bucks. And now you guys are listening to how Miss Quigley wants 10 dicks in her face. So I don't know whether you guys should be thanking me or I should be apologizing to you. But Paragraph 23, similar to Miss Quigley's constant sexually inappropriate comments, Miss Quigley ministering to the plaintiffs was unceasing. Okay, there's a lot going on with Quiggles over here. Miss Quigley continued to keep tabs on Miss Davis's virginity and made it clear Miss Quigley thought the only way one could be a proper Christian was through similar abstinence. Okay, so Miss Quigley is going around like, I'm a proper Christian. I only dream of having 10 dicks in my face. You little sluts, you've had 10 dicks in your face, so you're unchristian. I mean, that's the only way I can think Miss Quigley is thinking right now. So Miss Quigley also singled out Miss Rodriguez as a quote non-believer and made it her mission to preach at Miss Rodriguez. Miss Quigley even told the other dance cast members it was her mission to minister Miss Rodriguez during the tour. When cast members told Miss Rodriguez of Miss Quigley's intent, Miss Rodriguez specifically requested that Miss Quigley refrain from impressing her religious beliefs upon Miss Rodriguez. Miss Quigley became irate and yelled at Miss Rodriguez. At one point on tour, Quiggle stated, No job and no one will stop me from talking about the Lord. I mean, okay. On one occasion while on tour, Miss Quigley interrogated Miss Davis about her religious beliefs. Oh my God, poor Miss Davis. It's like, are you still a virgin? Do you love God? It's like, these girls are just trying to dance and fucking twerk. All right, leave them alone. While in the dressing room during, during, blah, while in the dressing room doing their makeup in advance of a show, Miss Quigley began stating her own religious beliefs and asking Miss Davis if she held the same beliefs. When Miss Davis expressed a different belief than Miss Quigley's, Quiggles became visibly upset, making it abundantly clear that she expected Miss Davis's total conformity to Miss Quigley's dogma. The vocabulary words in here are just so good. While Miss Quigley was for sure the most extreme in her religious convictions, her sentiments were softly echoed by others in supervisory roles at BGBT. Before rehearsals and performances, the dance team would pray together. While it was not an official requirement for team members to participate in these prayers, it became clear that engagement was compulsory. Like, you had to play. You had to pray. You have to pray to play, baby girls. The responsibility to lead the group in prayer rotated across the dancers. When it was Miss Rodriguez's, quote, turn, she politely but clearly made it known that she didn't want to lead the prayer. Despite her declining every time she was asked, Quiggles continued to pressure Miss Rodriguez to participate and made Miss Rodriguez feel judged for declining to lead the dance cast in prayer. Miss Rodriguez was struck by Miss Quigley's insistence on overstepping. Accordingly, Miss Rodriguez took her concerns to the assistant choreographer, Michelle Charlotte. I'm sorry, Melissa Charlotte. Miss Charlotte showed some empathy for Miss Rodriguez, but merely suggested she take her complaints to Quiggles herself, a wholly useless tactic, as rising concerns with Quiggles had never 
proven productive. On another occasion while on tour with Miss Lizzo, Williams accidentally brushed up against one of the tour bus drivers. The driver responded by saying, you can back up on me again, implying, oh, I should change. Okay, let me change the tone, actually, because the bus driver responded by saying, you can back up on me again, implying Miss Williams' accidental touch gave him sexual gratification. A different driver was known for playing sexually explicit songs on the tour bus. Okay, First of all, bus driver, gross about that you can back up on me again, but bus driver playing sexually explicit songs on the tour bus to me isn't surprising just because I feel like a lot of music these days is sexually explicit. Um, Like, so I have a hard time with that one, but he definitely should not be like, you can back up on me again. It's like, ew, ew, bus driver, knock it the fuck off. These interactions made the dance cast incredibly uncomfortable and in fear for their safety. Miss Rodriguez and Miss Davis reported the bus driver's inappropriate behavior to the management on multiple occasions, but management never did anything to protect the dancers. They merely questioned whether the drivers were drunk and or driving safely and did nothing to make the dancers feel any safer than they did prior to reporting the driver's behavior. After several reports by Miss Davis and Miss Rodriguez, the management began denying ever hearing about the driver's inappropriate behavior. Oh my God. As the domestic leg of the special tour came to a close, problems became became more abundant. With the last domestic show being played on or about November 19th, 2022, and the European leg not scheduled to start until February, plaintiffs began to look for other work as they were only paid for the time they were spent on the tour. But BGBT preferred plaintiffs not take on additional gigs and even instructed them Uh, their agents to place plaintiffs on a soft hold, meaning plaintiffs would not be paid during the break, but should not be taking other jobs either. Oh my God. I mean, I get it. They like don't want them to get hurt in between, but then they should be paying them for that. In my opinion. I mean, I don't know. That's just what I think. That's just what I think. That's my opinion. Due to BGBT's soft prohibition on plaintiffs and their team members from taking on other jobs, they became wholly financially dependent on the income they received for their performances on the special tour. The dancers then learned that the musicians and other members of the tour were on retainer, in which they were paid a portion of their tour rate while on break from tour in exchange for not taking other jobs. Plaintiffs and their team members started discussing amongst themselves how they would negotiate for a retainer of their own. These discussions continued uh, through the start of the European League of the Tour. Yeah, I think that would be important. Like when you negotiate your job, like your performance job, yeah, you should have someone negotiate for you. This is important. Now we know um, that in between time periods like when you're not working but they don't want you to work that you should be getting paid for that you should at least be on retainer because if they're gonna like hold you from working you still need to pay your bills and pay you know yourself but if ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. They won't let you work. They need to compensate you for the time that they're holding hostage from you, in my opinion. Making matters more stressful, plaintiff 
a plaintiff in the dance cast were only ever given two weeks advance notice when they were booked for tour performances. This lack of notice placed plaintiffs in a sort of purgatory, not knowing whether they should start looking for other jobs or wait for Lizzo's performances to resume. This insecurity made obtaining a, uh, a retainer of utmost importance to the plaintiffs and their dance ca- and the dance cast. On or about February 7th, 2023, plaintiffs arrive in London, England to start rehearsals and perform with Lizzo at the Brit Awards show. On or about February 23rd, 2023, plaintiffs performed with Lizzo at a show in Amsterdam, Netherlands. After the show, plaintiffs uh, Lizzo invited the dancers out with their with her on the town. These invitations were not unusual, and attendance was not mandatory, but it was well known that the dance cast members were expected to endear themselves to Lizzo. Lizzo often mentioned that she had eyes and ears everywhere and only wanted good people with good energy around her. Those who attended after-party events Lizzo planned were often favored, selected to perform with Lizzo at the shows outside of regularly scheduled tour dates, and were widely considered to enjoy greater job security. By not attending, dancers not only risked losing out on being selected for these additional shows and therefore additional income, but also risked being ostracized from the group, putting their continued employment on tour in jeopardy. This particular evening, Lizzo sent out the invite through her close friend and member of the dance class, Shanta, last name unknown. Miss Davis and Miss Rodriguez were out at dinner celebrating the birthday of one of the supporting vocal performers on tour when they received the invitation. Shanta hurried hurried the dancers, including plaintiffs, to accept or decline. Feeling their absences would be noticed and or taken personally by their employer, plaintiffs accepted the invitation before learning what Lizzo had in store for them. As it turns out, Lizzo had planned a night out in Amsterdam's notorious red light district, known for its abundance of sex theaters, sex shops, and clubs and bars where nudity is on full display. The main event of the night was a club called, oh great, Bananen Bar, B-A-N-A-N-E-N Bar, Bananen Bar, where patrons are allowed to interact with completely nude performers. I wonder, sorry, just going back to Bananen Bar, I wonder if Quiggles picked it out because it, like the first like bunch of letters is almost banana, and we know that woman likes to choke on bananas. Allegedly. We know she's accused of that. When plaintiffs expressed misgivings about the plans for the night, Shanta stated that it was too late to back out because she had already sent Lizzo the headcount for the evening. Again, feeling the looming pressure pressure of job insecurity should plaintiffs abstain from attending, plaintiffs reluctantly went along for the evening. While at Banana Bar, things quickly got out of hand. Lizzo began inviting cast members to take turns touching the nude performers, catching dildos launched from the performers' vaginas, and eating bananas protruding from the performers' vaginas. Okay, you know Quiggles was there like, I'm, I would, I'm really craving a banana. Lizzo then turned her attention to Miss Davis, the virgin, and began pressuring Miss Davis to touch the breasts of one of the nude women performing at the club. Oh, poor Miss Davis. Lizzo began leading a chant, goading Miss Davis. Miss Davis said three times, loud enough for all to hear, I'm good, expressing her desire not to touch the performer. The chant grew louder and more strident, demanding a visibly uncomfortable Miss Davis to engage with the performer. Miss Davis reiterated her discomfort, saying, I'd rather not because I'm cool here in the corner. Uh, totally agree, Miss Davis. Bananas are disgusting. Finally, a, the chorus became overwhelming, and a mortified Miss Davis acquiesced in an attempt to bring to end the chants. Peer pressure, you guys. This is horrible. 
After Miss Davis briefly touched the performer's breasts, the group burst into laughter. Miss Davis abashedly laughed along, trying to hide how uncomfortable this entire interaction made her. Her efforts to conceal her discomfort were apparently unsuccessful as on separate occasions, BGBT management in attendance, as well as Lizzo's security team, asked Miss Davis if she was okay. Miss Davis replied, kind of, to one request and no to the other. In addition to pressuring an unwilling Miss Davis into interacting with the nude performer, plaintiffs and all in attendance were unable to avoid witnessing Lizzo's incredibly public displays of sexual affection with her boyfriend. At one point, the couple exuberantly took Shanta and two members of the band which performed with Lizzo on tour to a back room before returning sometime later. Wow. Does that not leave a lot to the imagination? Upon her return to the main club, Lizzo began to pressure a member of her security team to participate in the night's debauchery. Lizzo badgered the security guard to get on the club stage until he submitted to her demands. When he got on the stage, his pants were pulled down, exposing his buttocks. Lizzo then began yelling, take it off, while a club performer hit the security guard with whips. Oh my God, this is like, now it's like a BDSM club. Plaintiffs were aghast with how little regard Lizzo showed for the bodily autonomy of her employees and those around her, especially in the presence of many people whom she employed. That's horrible. On or about March 5th, 2023, after performing in Paris, France, Lizzo again invited the dancers out. She told them that they were going to go to Crazy Horse, a place where there would be live dancers performing and that they would be able to learn something or be inspired by the performance. What Lizzo failed to mention when inviting the dancers to this performance was that it was a nude cabaret bar. Oh my God, Countess Luann is like, oh, I never thought of doing cabaret nude. Not until the curtain opened and the nude women began to dance on the stage did plaintiff know what they were in store for. Not only were plaintiffs under the same pressure as before to go out with Lizzo after the performance, but this time the fact that they would be attending a show where nudity was prominently featured was hidden from them, making them completely surprised when the curtain was drawn and nudity was yet again on display. While the show at Crazy Horse was artful and nowhere near as uncomfortable as their outing to the banana bar, plaintiffs were shocked that Lizzo would conceal the nature of the event from them, robbing them of their choice not to participate. Yeah, you guys, if you're going to invite people places and there's going to be a bunch of nudie people there, like let people know. Because I understand like, oh, well, we should all be comfortable with like bodies and they're beautiful. Yeah, I maybe. Okay, but I don't want to be naked and I don't want to see naked people. And that should be your choice not to do, especially at work of all fucking places. On or about March 9th, 2023, the dance team submitted their request to BGBT and Lizzo for a retainer of 50% of their weekly tour rate to ensure that they would be paid for their time while on break from touring since BGBT and Lizzo strongly preferred the dance cast not take on other jobs during these breaks. On or about March 16th, 2023, the last show of the European leg of the special tour was played. Before the show, BGBT accountant Ashley Joshi, here and after referred to as Miss Joshi, sent an email responding to the dancer's retainer request. In the email, Miss Joshi offered a retainer of 25% of the dancer's weekly hourly rate, exactly half of what the dancers requested. So they were like, we'll even sit here for half our pay. And then Miss Joshi was like, actually, you'll sit here for a fourth of your fucking pay. That's rude. Additionally, Miss Joshi took the opportunity to scold the dancers for, quote, unacceptable and disrespectful behavior while on tour, stating that it was cause it was cause for termination. Nowhere in the email did Miss Joshi explain what she or BGBT deemed unacceptable or disrespectful. 
only the dance cast comprised of full-figured women of color were ever spoken to in this manner, giving plaintiffs the impression that these comments were charged with racial and fatphobic uh, rhetoric. This email marked the beginning of a strained relationship between the dancers and management. This is the beginning of a strained relationship. I feel like the relationship was strained like, I don't know, when they were like, touch this woman's tit and watch your dance instructor eat a banana out of a stranger's cooch. I would be like, uh, we're going to start having a strained relationship because this is a lot for me. Um, Plaintiffs and their fellow dancers were blindsided by allegations of the email and requested a meeting with Kevin Briesler, here and after referred to as Mr. Briesler. Mr. Briesler uh, initially agreed to meet, but when he arrived for the meeting, Mr. Briesler simply stated that he had no time to talk with the dancers, even though he had devoted ample time to discussions with the musicians and the vocalists performing on tour the same day. So he's like, listen, I got time for the band members and I have time for the singers, but I don't have any time for the dancers. Mr. Briesler promised he would make time to talk with the dance cast over Zoom regarding the cast concerns, but never followed through. The dancers performed that night and then returned to the United States shortly after. Back in the United States, the dancers were once again placed on a soft hold and unable to take other jobs. The show did not resume for over a month. Fortunately, on or about April 4th, 2023, the dancers and BGBT were able to agree on a 50% retainer. Good for them. They got exactly what they asked for. Good for fucking them. Unfortunately, despite the advances the dancers made in obtaining a retainer, it became clear that the BGBT's management began to lash out at the dancers. Okay, so now we're going to start talking about retaliatory behavior. Holy crap, these poor girls have been through a lot. I mean, my God. Specifically, BGBT management treated the black members of the dance team differently than other members. BGBT's management team consisted almost entirely of white Europeans who often accused the black members of the dance team of being lazy, unprofessional, and having bad attitudes. Not only did these words ring familiar as tropes used to disparage and discourage black women from advocating for themselves, but the same accusations were not levied against the dancers who are not black. On or about April 20th, 2023, the dance cast was scheduled for an eight-hour rehearsal. Holy shit. Near the end of rehearsal, Lizzo arrived at the end and called the dance cast together for a meeting to address the rumors of unprofessionalism. During this meeting, Lizzo also stated that the dancers were not performing up to par and repeatedly accused the dancers of drinking alcohol before the shows, even though the dance cast had never partaken in such a practice. Lizzo then stated all the dancers would be required to re-audition for their spots, and if Lizzo was dissatisfied with their performance at the end of the day, the dancers would be fired and sent home. What followed was an excruciating re-audition in which the dancers repeatedly ran through the entire 90-minute show. What was supposed to be an eight-hour rehearsal was extended to almost 12 hours. Oh, man. The re-audition was brutal as the dancers were not allowed to have a break. During the run-through of the show, Miss Davis felt she needed to excuse herself to use the restroom. However, she was afraid that if she left the stage at any point during the audition, she would be fired. Miss Davis was pressed on as long as she could until she eventually lost control of her bladder. Still fearing the repercussions of exiting the stage during the run-through, Miss Davis remained on stage dancing in soiled clothes until there was a brief segment of the show where the dance cast was not part of the onstage performance and were allowed a short break. What the fuck, Lizzo? That's fucked up if true. Miss Davis was utterly embarrassed and hurried backstage to change into clean clothes. Unfortunately, the 
only clothing available to Miss Davis was a see-through garment provided by the wardrobe department, making her feel exposed and even more embarrassed. Miss Davis was required to finish the rehearsal dancing in front of male crew members who were known to sexualize the dancers under less revealing scenarios while wearing completely transparent shorts and no undergarments. Oh, this poor girl. After rehearsal was finally over, nothing was said to the dancers, but they were left with the impression that they were to show up the next day. I wonder how you get left with that impression. Maybe they go, see you tomorrow, same time. I don't know. I don't know how you get that impression. Anyway, on or about April 21st, Lizzo called another meeting with the dance cast to reiterate that none of their jobs were safe. Once again, Lizzo mentioned that drinking alcohol before the show was prohibited. As this accusation was not based in any sort of reality, Miss Williams raised her hand and asked to speak. Miss Williams went on to rebut Lizzo's accusations of drinking on the job, stating that the dancers never drank alcohol prior to the shows. Quiggles immediately supported Miss Williams, confirming that the dancers had never drank before shows. Lizzo mockingly responded, Well, if you're not, then good for y'all, then stated that maybe the accusations of drinking before the shows were on account of the dancers' poor performance. From this moment on, the tension between Lizzo, BGBT management, and Miss Williams was palpable. Okay, these little sentences of like from this moment on and like at this point, I'm just kind of like, I don't know how it got this far for like the tensions to be palpable because I feel like the tension would be palpable like back when Miss Quiggles was eating Vagine Benins, you know, but I guess April 21st is also a good time for the tension to be palpable on or about April 21st, 2023, Miss Davis was called into a private meeting with Lizzo and the choreographer Tanisha Scott here and after Miss Scott. Lizzo and Miss Scott questioned whether Miss Davis was struggling with something as she seemed less committed to her role on the dance cast. Lizzo and Miss Scott pressed Miss Davis for an explanation why she seemed less bubbly and vivacious than she did prior to the tour starting. In professional dance, a dancer's weight gain is often seen as that dancer getting lazy or worse off as a performer. Miss Lizzo's and Miss Scott's questions about Miss Davis's commitment to the tour were thinly veiled concerns about Miss Davis's weight gain, which Lizzo had previously called attention to after noticing it at the South by Southwest Music Festival. So, geez, everywhere these people go, Lizzo's like, you're fat. And the other one's like, you're a virgin. And the other one's like, and I want 10 dicks in my face. Like, this is a fucking ruckus. Miss Davis stated that she was dealing with personal issues, but did not, nor would she ever let it affect her work. In fact, not only had Miss Davis's performance as a dancer not slipped, but Miss Davis had also become a better dancer than she was when she was hired. Lizzo and Miss Scott were not satisfied with Miss Davis's answer and just continued to press. Just as she was at Banana Bar, Lizzo was was relentless until Miss Davis bent her demands. Although Lizzo and Miss Scott never explicitly stated it, the questions accompanied by Lizzo's statements made after the South by Southwest Music Festival gave Miss Davis the impression that she needed to explain her weight gain and disclose intimate personal details about her life in order to keep her job. Miss Davis shared that she had been struggling with anxiety and depression as she has been diagnosed with binge eating disorder. Miss Davis explained her diagnoses and struggle, but made it clear that in spite of her mental health struggles, she was still committed to the tour and performing on top of her capabilities. In response, Lizzo and Miss Scott dismissively offered Miss Davis time off of rehearsals to attend therapy. That's kind of nice. This offer seemed strange to Miss Davis and made her feel like if she accepted the time off, Lizzo and BGBT would see her as too weak to continue as a member of the dance cast. 
Accordingly, Miss Davis declined, thinking it was the only way she could keep her job. This meeting took place immediately before a show, and although Miss Davis was hurt and emotionally drained by being forced to tell her employers about her personal struggles, she still went out and performed that night. Um, this is going to be a little difficult because it seems like a lot of the times the plaintiffs are like volunteering information or voluntarily explaining their struggles. Like here, Miss Davis volunteered that she had binge eating disorder and like a lot of the complaint seems to say like they were made to feel, they were made to feel like if they didn't, they'd be fired. And I think we're going to need a little bit more information that explains why they were made to feel that way. Like, were people fired when they didn't go out? You know, I'm, I would like more, more information about that. On April 26, 2023, Miss Williams was terminated. And oh, here it is. Asking you shall receive. Miss Williams was terminated in the lobby of the hotel that the dancers were staying at by Miss Guglietta under the guise of, quote, budget cuts. Miss Williams was the only dancer to get fired on this day. Stunned, Miss Williams asked to speak with Lizzo. Miss Guglietta responded, telling Miss Williams Lizzo isn't the best with these things and that she's a lot going on. Undeterred, Miss Williams continued to ask to speak with Miss Lizzo until Miss Guglietta stated, to Miss Williams, quote, does not have, oh, until Miss Guglietta stated Miss Williams, quote, does not have the best attitude at the time and it comes across as snarky. Miss Rodriguez then spoke to Miss Guglietta, expressing disagreement with the decision to publicly terminate Miss Williams. Miss Guglietta responded that it had to be done and then stated, quote, we've never had any problems with you. Oh. Okay, fine. On or about April 27th, the dancers were called into a meeting with Lizzo to discuss notes on how they'd been dancing. Prior to discussing the performances, Lizzo addressed Miss Williams being fired. During the meeting, Lizzo said, stated that she had heard that one of the dancers responded why Lizzo hadn't fired Miss Williams directly. Lizzo repeatedly demanded to know who questioned her decision to fire Miss Williams and once again reminded the dance cast that she had eyes and ears everywhere. Lizzo also stated her preference that the dance cast refrain from socializing with Miss Williams before Miss Williams left New Orleans where the tour was performing that night. Before Lizzo gave the performance cast performance notes, Lizzo explicitly stated weight gain was cause for termination. After making this comment, Lizzo paused for a moment and her eyes lingered on Miss Davis, making it clear this was a warning to Miss Davis. Yeah, it kind of seems like it. Miss Davis, who suffers from an eye condition, which Lizzo and BGBT were aware of, sometimes becomes disoriented in stressful situations as a result of the condition. Accordingly, Miss Davis has a habit of making audio recordings of stressful interactions so that she can review them in less stressful environments. That makes sense. I do that a lot. Uh, but not audio recordings, but I'll just like write down every word that's said while I'm totally disassociated so that when I come to, I'm like, oh, that's the assignment I have to do. Okay, as the tour camp had become incredibly tense for Miss Davis and the original intent of the meeting was for Lizzo to provide performance notes that could be crucial to the dancers' continued employment, Miss Davis recorded this meeting so she could review it later on. Oh my God, that's so going to be discovered in discovery and I hope someone leaks it and then we get to listen to the meeting don't you oh I do on or about May 3rd all of the dancers were called into an emergency wardrobe fitting ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. As they arrived at this fitting, BGBT management and security. I lost my spot. Were there waiting for the dance cast. Security took each dancer's phone as they entered into the room. Once all were in the room and their phones were collected, Lizzo entered. Lizzo stated that she knew one of the dancers recorded their meeting on April 27, 2023. Lizzo became furious, hurling expletives at the group and stated that she was going to go around the room person by person until someone told Lizzo who made the recording. Yikes. Miss Davis admitted that she recorded the meeting and explained it was because she wanted to have a copy of the notes that Lizzo gave them about their performances. Miss Davis also explained she never in- intended to harm Lizzo with the recording and had even deleted it the day after. Lizzo responded with, quote, There is nothing you can say to make me believe you. Quiggles and Lizzo then took turns berating Miss Davis. Would have loved a copy of that, too. After cast, uh, chastating, castigating, I've never heard that word before. After castigating Miss Davis, Lizzo fired Miss Davis on the spot. Damn, they're down two dancers in this fucking hotel room. Jeez, Louise. Before Lizzo left, Miss Rodriguez asked if she could have a word with Lizzo. Miss Rodriguez explained she did not appreciate how Lizzo handled this situation with Miss Davis and that Miss Rodriguez felt disrespected and therefore would resign. So then three were going to be gone. This resignation drew both Quiggles and Lizzo's ire. Miss Quigley screamed at Miss Rodriguez and Miss Davis, calling them disrespectful. Then Lizzo aggressively approached Miss Rodriguez, cracking her knuckles, bawling her fists, and exclaiming, quote, You're lucky. You're so fucking lucky. Miss Rodriguez feared that Lizzo intended to hit her and would have done so if the other dancers had not intervened. Holy shit, this escalated. Neither security nor management did anything to de-escalate the situation. As Lizzo left the room, she raised both her middle fingers and yelled, Bye, bitch! Wow. Bye, bitch! Miss Rodriguez then returned to her her hotel room, escorted by the other three dancers, as they all feared Lizzo may return. Trying to hurt Miss Rodriguez... Oh, would return trying to hurt Miss Rodriguez. Miss Rodriguez packed her things and prepared to leave. Miss Davis was forced to stay behind, detained in the room where the meeting had taken place by a member of Lizzo's security detail referred to as Robo. Molly Gordon, here and after Miss Gordon, the special tours co-manager, demanded Miss Davis let Robo rifle through the files on Miss Davis's phone and in her iCloud while Miss Gordon watched even though Miss Davis had explained she had deleted the recording days earlier. My God. Miss Davis was told she was not allowed to leave until her phone had been searched. Oh my God, I would have kicked this woman in the crotch. Miss Davis was scared and wanted nothing more than to leave the area and therefore assented to her phone being searched. After a thorough search, 
confirmed Miss Davis's assertion that she had already deleted the video recording from her phone. After finally being released from her confinement, Miss Davis hurried to her hotel room, packed her things, met with Miss Rodriguez, and left for the airport. Their flights did not leave for another seven hours, but the two of them were so afraid of Miss Lizzo, Miss Quigley, or someone at Lizzo's direction might return with the intent to further confront or even hurt them. Wow. So that was all the facts that lead to the next episode in which we'll discuss all the causes of action um, that Lizzo has against her. Uh, I believe we went through them. There are nine. So in the next episode, we'll go through the causes of action and talk about how these facts uh, sort of apply to them. And I think it'll be really fun. But I don't know about you. I'm a little shocked at Lizzo's attitude. And especially because as a Minnesotan and um, a new Minnesotan, because I'm actually technically born and bred in California, but I'm here now and I love it. I'm not humming and hawing because I don't love it, but it is a little weird of an identity crisis. Like, am I Minnesotan or am I Californian? I'm a California living in Minnesota, but Lizzo's Minnesotan. And there was like a new um, snowplow that came out last winter. And there was a whole competition of like, what are we going to name the snowplow? And they had some cute ones like Plowy and things like that. But the one that won was Blizzo. So now we have a snowplow running around during winter named Blizzo. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to look at Blizzo the same now that I know that Lizzo is a little unhinged. I mean, imagine watching, like, kind of badass, though, watching Lizzo, like, walk out of her room backwards with her middle fingers in the air, like, bye, bitch. Okay, she also sounded like she was hot. Like, she was upset. So I think it's going to be interesting to go through the causes of action. Stay tuned. We're going to go through it. Go to Patreon if you want to hear it now. It's already up now, but you'll hear it next week if you're not a patron. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Allegedly Bravo podcast is hosted, produced, and researched by Lauren Peavy House. Allegedly Bravo is available anywhere you listen to podcasts and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without consent. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps me out. This podcast is made available by the lawyer or legal expert for educational purposes only, as well as to give you general information and a general understanding of the law, not to provide specific legal advice. By listening to this podcast, you understand that there's no attorney-client relationship between you and the podcast publisher. Allegedly Bravo podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent legal advice from a licensed professional attorney in your state. Got it?